0: Here's Middleton, Giannis trailing the lob! Oh! Run, two on one, green the finish! Wow, the alley-oop! Ron turned the corner,
1: inside! He made Yusuf Merkin just green Here comes Mari! Alley up to Gordon! Oh, what a play!
0: Joined now by David Brandon of Daily Thunder. He's a OKC correspondent for the Alley. Really appreciate you stopping by, David. It's got to be just a really, really fun season to watch uh, from your perspective, right?
1: Yeah, it's been it's been really fun. I mean, we were just talking about this before the call, but the uh, I mean, the win total that I expected out of the season was low 40s and we're already at 33. It's been a significant overperformance. It's awesome. what I expected.
0: No, of course, like we're projecting low 40s, mid 40s kind of wins. Like, hey, maybe this is a little bit too early for the team to really break out. But lo and behold, the Thunder are on pace for 56 wins. They're basically top five in every single category. Cleaning the glass has them at third in net rating, fifth in offense, fifth, uh, third in defense. Like that's the profile you want for a championship contender. (laughs) It's just insane that we're already there. From at least from a statistical standpoint, for sure. Uh, I wanted to kick this thing off by giving props to Mark Dagnall and Sam Presti. Like this is the best coach GM combo in the league, and I don't really think
1: it's close. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you can give props to uh, who's uh, who's Miami GM. Who's the GM in Miami again? Oh well, I so thinking, they've got. I was um, thinking of Riley, but it's not. It's not Riley. Not, not actually not the action. GM.
0: Yeah, it's Mickey Harrison's the owner, but like, gosh, it's, it's the it's the guy who's the cap guru too. Oh, uh, jeez, that's my my but NBA I mean, like, knowledge is Sp- lacking Ellsberg.
1: here. <laughs> it's it's Ellsberg and Andy Spolstra. Ellsberg. That's right. Like, that's I I'd right. give props yeah. to them too. They're that's a very good combo as well. Uh, but yeah, I I think Oklahoma City's up there.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. They have absolutely earned that title, Dagnold is probably, like, he would be my favorite to win Coach of the Year, certainly here. Sam Presti obviously has uh, had credit over the course of decades now in terms of what he's brought to OKC. Um, And it all starts with SGA, man. Like, serious, serious MVP case for Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Tell me, how has he gotten here to this
1: point, And, and what do you think he can do to win the award for OKC? Just steady improvement over the years. I mean, he came in... I mean, you remember the Clippers series his rookie year um, yeah. where he showed out, you know, even as a rookie. And he wasn't, like... He wasn't what he is now by any by any means. But just over the years, it seems like he's just added a little something to his game each year and then, like, just gotten a little bit more efficient, a little bit more, uh, you know sneaky around the basket a little bit better at shooting from outside a little bit better at drawing fouls and right now like he was great last year this year he's on a level that is amazing to see i mean and, and even just like his game is fun to watch like he's he's a guy yeah. who's like he gets to places uh I mean, DeMar DeRozan is the first guy that I remember watching where I had this thought. It's like, he just goes where he wants to go. You know, like, he's just, okay, this is the spot that I'm good at. I'm going to go there, and you're not going to stop. Right. You know, that's that's something that very few guys, I think, have that gift. I mean, DDR is, like, not a, you know, top-tier player, but he's one of those guys that kind of goes – he goes to his spots on the floor, and Shea is that guy too. It's like I'm gonna get there. That's it.
0: And and he's got so many different spots on the floor where he excels. the The step back mid range jumper has it be, it's become automatic in so many ways. Uh, against Denver, he made these step back threes that were just backbreakers for the Nuggets down the stretch in that game. Uh, and then he gets to the free throw line. He gets uh, he has these creative finishes around the rim. Like that's exactly what you want a star to do. And he draws so much attention that it benefits the rest of the roster tremendously. So, like Jalen Williams and Chet Holmgren, like those guys are, man, it feels like they're legitimately forming another internal big three. Like it it really does to me because J Dub is now, he's 25th in EPM. Chet's fallen to 28th, but like he's a rookie. It's understandable. Nobody's going to hold that against him. And like, It just feels like this is the beginning stages of what we just witnessed at OKC.
1: It's such a weird feeling to be watching this right now and being like, we saw this happen. We already saw this happen, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like, and it's not exactly the same, you know, like you didn't like Chet's obviously a little older, you know, than the other, you know, than the original big three was kind of all around the same age. Um, but it is just a weird, it's a weird feeling to be like, I, I just started reading the book, boomtown, um, Sam Anderson's yeah. book about Oklahoma city, which is great if no one's read it. And he goes through and talks about those early days of the thunder. And I'm just looking at it and reading and I'm like, man, it's it the same things happening. Um, you know, It's
0: the energy, man. Like it's the young energy and everybody's excited for each other and yep. you feed off of each other's skill sets and like just young competitive nature. And these guys are, they're all pulling the same direction. You see it every, every post game when they win.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, I think it's also just like the pieces fit together. I mean, from GM all the way down to, you know, the last guy off the bench, you know, these guys yep. seem to really fit together as a cohesive unit. I mean, can you could you improve the team? Yeah. But where they're at right now, like everybody's pulling together, everything's working, you know. It's fun.
0: It's it's an extremely well assembled group and like I said, Sam Presti, Mark Dagnall, they deserve a ton of credit for employing those guys in the way that they're supposed to be employed for sure. Uh Luke Dort's going to connect all these different lineups to uh there's there's so many different reasons to be excited about where okc is going and like it, it doesn't always have to come back to like championship ceiling or championship upside that's there but the runway is so long for this group now and like i know that there are probably some lessons that can be learned from the previous iteration where it may never be as long as you hope it can be uh and that that's that's one of the one of the early cells for for the durant russ and thunder of course uh but just where like how long do you guys think the the internal kind of runway is for this group
1: i think the little tiny bit that i've heard out of okc because no one ever hears anything out of okc uh Sure. is that they definitely are ahead of schedule of where they thought they'd be so maybe they might they might grab a guy um mm. but it's not like they're not going to like you remember the pelicans when they drafted anthony davis um yeah. and they really tried to accelerate the timeline i mean they're not the only ones but they're the one that comes to mind most quickly it's like a lot of teams have tried to shortcut the timeline and it's never really worked out well. So I think they're definitely they're banking on mostly internal growth and maybe adding a guy or two. Um but yeah, that's that's kind of where I think I think they're at with it.
0: I I remember back to those New Orleans teams where I think Dell Demps was the the GM for much of that time making these decisions and doing the thing where you spend the future draft capital and all the first round picks and you bring in these veterans that you try to like Ryan Anderson's of the world. And uh, obviously they got drew holiday and that was a big one, but Demarcus cousins was another one. And like those guys don't sustain and it's never, you, you want to develop a foundation and Anthony Davis is a really strong foundation. There was never any doubt about that. But with OKC, I, I see the foundation here, and it's solid. Yeah. It is effective. You've got your MVP candidate. That's like he's an Iron Man in a lot of ways right now. Uh, Jalen Williams is an elite second scorer. Chet Holmgren is a an elite third scorer, and somebody that's an elite defender already as as a rookie. Like this is yeah. this is one of those things where they don't have to add too much in order to really make some noise. It's a lot. A lot of it's going to probably come down to experience. And I think a lot of it is why, hey, some people externally in the national markets are less concerned about OKC from a championship contention standpoint, because they haven't gone through the the bumps and bruises yet that you deal with in a playoff series. Just what can you speak to on on that particular thought? I think that's
1: a reasonable, That's that's reasonable. I mean, even with the even with the all world level of talent that OKC assembled in the, in the first big three era, you know, like it took them a couple of years of, you know, getting their noses bloody before they actually made real noise. And then they went to the championship. Sure. And then everyone got yeah. injured and they never made it. <laughs> <It's> some- but
0: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's tough, tough scene, tough scene for sure. Uh, really, really stressful. Um, But like, It's never easy, and especially in a Western Conference where right now Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets are sort of like seen as the kings of of the conference at this point, that they're not really going anywhere right now. So it's like maybe that's a matchup that you can't get through, but we've already seen those teams. And I, I, because I cover the Nuggets and, and I'm very close to that situation, you've already seen that matchup play out several times here. And OKC gives Denver some problems. There are reasons to believe that OKC can seriously challenge Denver in a playoff series. I'm wondering from your perspective, uh, it will probably not perfectly translate because there are some things that Denver can do in a playoff series, tightening up their rotation that's a little bit better. Uh, but also, like, OKC's not, far enough, not that far away. What do they need to get over Denver specifically?
1: I think Denver specifically I'd like to, and, and I think this is a general thing. I think, okay. So needs at least one, like big, big, um, just sure n- not to start next to Chet, but at least to have a guy off the bench that you can say, Hey, at least soak 10 or 15 minutes. If we're getting killed on the boards, we'll get you out there like that sort of thing. Um, because the rebounding is a serious issue. Um, it is the one fly in the ointment for this team right now um, and has hurt them badly uh, in the games that they've lost. Uh, that would be the thing, because Denver is just a big team. Across the board, they they are a big right. team. So in the playoffs, when pace slows down, things start grinding out, um, You know, each possession matters more. That's something that I think would hurt the Thunder significantly. So I think they would. I think the one thing that I would want in that matchup is a bigger guy that you can just say soak some minutes off Jokic keep keep and fresh. Uh, you know,
0: it it, and it does absolutely feel like a matchup versus Nikola Jokic. Like Chet would be be yep. very fatigued by the end of something like that. And there's like the actual pressure of, of facing him and battling and bouncing off of him the entire time would probably wear him down, and he'd probably be less effective by the end of a series like that than he would be at the beginning. So it's a completely fair point. And and to your point about the rebounding, uh, 28th in offensive rebounding percentage, 29th in defensive rebounding percentage, both sides of that are just bad. Uh, Now, the, the effective field goal percentage, which is something I actually posted about earlier today, like OKC's top three in both categories on offense and defense, and that's generally an indication for a championship contender. And so, like, these are small things that we're talking about here where these are detail matchups. But like you get to kind of play that game when you've already established your foundation in your core. Uh, and clearly the core has yep. been established with uh, SGA, Chet, J-Dub, and, and Lou Dorton in a lot of ways. Uh, outside of those four, I'm going to list off the next six guys in terms of minutes per game here, really. Josh Giddy, Kaysen Wallace, Isaiah Joe, Kenrich Williams, Aaron Wiggins, Vasa Micic. I actually don't know if Vasa is, is there, but we're going to include him in this conversation because he's been playing really well lately. Um, can you rank those guys in terms of your playoff trust? Because if you have four in terms of your top four, that's great. But there are going to be a couple of different needs for a couple of different skill sets there. So which, which of those guys do you most trust? Let's give me your top three. Uh,
1: can you run back through that list again? I was listening but I didn't get them all.
0: Yeah, so you've got you've got uh, Josh Giddy, Kaysen Wallace, Isaiah Joe, Kenrich Williams, Aaron Wiggins and Vasa Micic. All
1: right. In terms of playoff who i trust the most, I think I'd go Kenrich Kenrich Williams first. Um okay. Isaiah Joe And I think Giddy be on that list. The one it's, I don't know. It's either, I don't know, because the one, the other issue that surfaced is there have been times that Giddy has been targeted defensively and the Thunder haven't been able to do a ton about it. And I'd be worried about that in a playoff situation Sure. because he is a little slow footed. Um, that would be the one that I'd worry about. I mean, and if that I might swap him out for Wiggins because Wiggins has been, yeah, he's been great. He's been great. <laughs> he's one of those guys.
0: The The efficiency <laughs> numbers with him are crazy. Like he's, he's shooting like what? 60% from the field and 55 for three. He's never like going to
1: be a guy that like everyone knows his name, but he's going to have a 10, 15 year career, you know, like he's going to be one yeah. of those guys that like Absolutely. wherever he's at, everyone loves him. Because he's just he comes in, he gets stuff done. Kenrich Williams is another guy like that. Kenrich was one of the was a sneaky it, it it was like quietly a problem that he was missing in the early part of the season. Because he's just one of those guys, uh what's mm. the oh, what's that like the the tape stuff? You remember the infomercial where the guy would like he had it and he'd like slap it on the yeah, flex tape. Oh, uh, flex tape. <laughs> Kenrich flex Williams tape. is lineup flex yeah. tape. You know, you just slap him on the <laughs> leak, and no. and everything's fixed.
0: <laughs> I I need to see that meme. I need to see somebody post that with a. Uh, I'll do it. Williams I'll do it for you after this. I'll do on it for the you flex after this. Tape. Perfect. That's a, that's amazing because he it really is true. He's he's a a trust guy. You can put him into any role basically. He's been, been playing, playing a, lot a of small the center and when he's holding too, up. So, like that's. <laughs> as yeah. as one does, you know? As one does. So no it's been really impressive and I think uh I think OKC's go to go places, man. Like I I know everybody if if you have to choose play like teams to play at the top of the west, like OKC's probably more desirable for other teams to play than a team yeah. like Denver, than a team like maybe even the Clippers just because of like they've
1: Dude, they they've been around too. the block
0: a little bit more. But like yeah they're really good <laughs> it's it's crazy to see and like maybe minnesota's the team that that people want to catch because of their their lack of uh playoff offense but um i'm, I'm really curious man this is going to be very fascinating uh any final thoughts no, on i OKC? think
1: uh i think the all-star break's going to do a lot for them the last month or so has been unbelievably brutal schedule wise like i think i saw a stat they had like more back-to-backs and like the amount of games that they have crammed into this like this last amount of time is like one of the highest in the NBA for the season. They're really yeah. struggling right now. You can tell guys are tired. Um So that I think once we get to all-star break and guys can get a little rest under their belts, Um, you know, just have a, have a little bit of a reset. And I think Sam Presti will do something at the deadline, maybe not big, but, he's not stupid he's watching the team like all of us and he sees you know what the needs are so yeah i think this will be there will be a little bit of tinkering a little bit of rest and this team's gonna go places so
0: (laughs) andre drummond come on down baby i don't uh, know if he's yeah that's (laughs) that's a
1: longer discussion but i don't think he's that guy maybe i don't know Mm, interesting yeah
0: not that guy, pal. I, I understand. I understand. I mean, he's he's gone through yeah. the ringer. But there are other guys that they could go get, and like, like I I do think that if they do add a backup center, somebody who can be uh, sort of that release valve for Chet Holmgren in a lot of ways, maybe play both of them at the same time, then there's there is a real case that this team makes a way deeper playoff run than people expect. So. It's, it's going to be fun, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. He is David Brandon of Daily Thunder. Make sure to go check out all of his OKC coverage. No really problem. appreciate you stopping by, David.